0: Our shows are always the ultimate spoiler fest. If you haven't read, listened or watched the title of this episode, then you need to press pause on this and come back when you're done. Okay, see you soon. Welcome to Add to List Ladies, the podcast. We will be popping into your ears to review the movies, shows and books that everyone's been talking about.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Holly. And
0: I'm Leah. And we are the List Ladies. And today we're talking about... Your relationship status says single. How long have you been single for? Ah! (laughs)
1: Daddy! I've been separated from Olive's father since she was a baby, and that was my last serious relationship. You do know more than a Saturday ago, right? I want to be part of this family. We're talking
0: about the Duchess. So it's a it's about a single mother, Catherine, played by Canadian comedian Catherine Ryan. It's about her raising her daughter by herself in London and grappling about how she's going to have a second child without a partner. It's one season, very bingeable, six episodes. Um, Catherine plays Catherine. Um, Shep is played by a Rory Keenan. And Evan is Steen Raskopoulos. And he is an Aussie comedian that we oh. both have a crush on. And he did hit us up in the DMs. <laughs> he DM'd <laughs> us! He did. It was beautiful and it I panicked. I didn't know how to respond and I didn't say something that was worth him responding back to. So no. he didn't. And I ruined the volley and I take full responsibility. And there's no
1: more DM. That's okay. But what were your initial thoughts when you watched The Duchess?
0: I loved it. I was hooked. Six episodes was super easy to get through. Um, I When I realised it was Steen, I was so excited and um, it was. I just thought it was fantastic. I thought it was probably a bit too short.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: the story seemed to wrap up so quickly at the end there. And I wasn't happy, and spoiler alerts, because you'll have watched it to have been listening.
1: <laughs> we hope so. <laughs>
0: um, I did not feel that the way they ended it was true to Dean's character. Yes,
1: I felt like... Episode six was rushed Yep, and there's no way he would have been mean to that little girl. I
0: know. I He'd thought the same thing. That. So his character basically goes from this lovely guy who can't wait to be a part of their family who, you know, is just so fantastic to then at the end he yells at the daughter and says, your yep. parents really hate each other and just like does this full-on public yep. meltdown at the wedding of of her dad. And it just seems so mean and not what his character would do. And I don't know if it's because of the love that I have for him that I felt betrayed (laughs) or if genuinely it's a narrative issue. I'm not sure. I think it's a narrative issue. I think I I,
1: I don't think they built up to it. There wasn't enough episodes. And I actually want to question this because why were there six episodes in this? And I have an unfortunate feeling that it's because she's a female comedian. Really? Yes. I feel that networks don't support female comedians. How do you, you, what are you basing on? I don't know. It's based on just my (laughs) gut feeling and my anger about, you know, feeling
0: ripped off that it was. It, that it fit that ended so abruptly. Okay, well, this is what I thought happened, that maybe Netflix went out to a few different comedian writers or just writers and said, you've got six episodes and if you can garner a following, get some subscribers, then you will be renewed.
1: However, I just feel that had she been a male comedian, they would not have offered six. There would have been ten on the table like every other Netflix series. Okay.
0: Well, I'm not going to go against you and I'm not going (laughs) to go against female kind because I'm I'm terrified, but um, (laughs) I would need to see some some, like equivalent male ones to be able to make a, a full judgment. But yes, we're going to talk through some of the main um, fun facts that we've got. I think we've only got two today. Okay, we've
1: got two. All, All right, right, what's well, yours? Start off. So, Catherine Ryan's statement about the show: I wanted to write a bad person who's a good mum, but in real life, I'm a bad person who's a bad mum. Yes. So she's oh. quite
0: self-deprecating of herself, and I would say that her character is a, like a hyper version of herself. Would you yes. say that? Yes. Yeah. That's
1: what I thought. I was like, is she playing herself in real life? I did. I didn't know
0: because I'm actually not familiar with her. Ah, oh, <gasps> see, I've loved her. For, I've loved her a long time. Yeah. She's really. Really clever, isn't she? And very
1: funny. I'm obsessed, like, admire her.
0: Yeah, she's our age. So she's, well, I would say young, but then a lot of people (laughs) might say older. It's become a depressing conversation. But anyway. What's uh, fun fact? Yeah. My fun fact is that Jennifer Mikalski-Bray, who worked on Gossip Girl, actually was um, one of the fashion people on the show. So uh-huh. you would notice that fashion is quite a hallmark in this show. It's because there's a bit of Gossip Girl flair.
1: I just felt a lot of pressure after that to dress up for school drop-off and pick-up, but I also really wanted to go get all my headbands and wear them.
0: Yes. Yeah, so uh, this is my question. Do you think the headbands were incorporated because and then that's like a bit of a hail to the duchess title of the show or do you think that was just a like that's her thing
1: Well, I felt like it was, but I don't know her. So, like, now following her on Instagram, like, that's not really her thing, wearing Mm, all those mm. headbands. I feel like it was just a... A a character thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so there's a few different themes that this show Mm -hmm. unpacks, Uh, and one of them is single parenthood. What do you think about that portrayal of of her as a single (laughs) mum?
1: I don't know. I'm going to hand this one over to you. I thought it was quite good.
0: I thought it was quite good because it showed her as someone who wasn't necessarily feeling like her family wasn't complete without, you know, that, that partner. She seemed to be quite secure. Um, she had. She was a business owner. She. You know, I just think her character was set up to be quite a confident and secure character, raising her daughter quite happily and then any love interest or something like that was an extra added bonus to her life. It wasn't about the whole pursuit of love, which was refreshing Mm. to me to think um, it doesn't have to be about that. But then also the way that Steen came in, his character, he was so psyched and excited to be led into that family and I thought that was really nice. It wasn't like, oh, I'm taking on this daughter. It was like I get to be a part of this, which I thought was really sweet and refreshing and nice.
1: So let's move on to talking about community and school. She is
0: an interesting school mum.
1: Oh, gosh, I did not want to see her at the gates.
0: (laughs) I thought it was the scene that I loved was when she brought a a mug of tea from home and she was drinking it and they're all like, oh bit funny like it's this whole british uh because she's she's playing a, a canadian who's living in in london and so there's this like maybe like cultural contrast or whatever and all of these very polite british people are all making a comment on the fact that she's drinking her tea out of a mug at the school gate like yeah. saying you're so hilarious yeah or you're so quirky yeah i thought that scene was done so well but
1: i do hate sometimes that there is this whole school mum war going on like i do hate that sometimes betrayed because i don't know about you but that hasn't happened in my life yet. (laughs) Maybe I'm not aware of it if I rock up to school, rock up with, you know, glee in my (laughs) head.
0: Yes, it was interesting how they confronted, uh, like, the two daughters were having a problem Mm. and then Catherine Ryan's character really gets full on with the other mum, doesn't she? Yes, she does.
1: What are your thoughts around fertility and the family planning aspect of the show?
0: I thought it was interesting. They showed the IVF Consultations, didn't they? They showed um, adoption, pursuing adoption as a as a route, and that ended disastrously when she basically verbally abused the adoption person <laughs> and then said something that I think made the headlines after that show. Like the breakout headline was Catherine Ryan says that adoptive babies aren't wanted or something. Because <gasps> remember, she says to yeah. the lady, "Like you can take all your discarded babies, I don't want them anyway." Like she says something like that, but in a lot worse language. Um, <laughs> um
1: She's so eloquent yeah
0: so I think it was I think it was also something I hadn't considered before that you would want to extend your family but if you're um yeah like the idea of do I want my kids to be have the same blood so that they are in the future connected because mm. that was the thing wasn't it she was like if I pass away and I have this child will one go and live with one dad and one lives with another dad or do you know, like those kind of conversations and ideas. I liked that she unpacked all of that. It was interesting yes. and it was nuanced, which was nice. Um, you know what
1: I found really? Can I just ask about the whole like sperm in a syringe thing? Like, does that is that a
0: real thing? I would need to Google would that. that.
1: Work? <laughs> can so, somebody Google that and get back to us? Please?
0: Yeah. So, so for anyone who can't remember, literally, <laughs> she gets her ex to agree to give her her his sperm. And his partner who he gets together with is an older lady who's totally fine with that. Yes. Which is weird. I actually love her. Yeah, she's great. She I think she's the star. Or well, as you said in the last episode, the MVP character of that show, I feel, is yes. is this lady because she's so like, Oh, of course you want to have another child love. No worries, <laughs> I'll get you a sperm, no worries at all. So she's literally dropping off syringes of her partner's sperm to his ex mm. as much as she can get. Some warm tears. Yeah, because he's Oh literally just <laughs> We didn't no, but, need to say that, but okay. Yeah, need to be said okay. because
1: how long does not sperm like not How long can very it live? Long? How long yeah, can, how it, can live? it live out of the
0: So there's a lot of breakaway questions out of this show
1: <laughs> about I have scientific questions about here.
0: implantation, about uh, how long something's viable for etc, but it's probably <laughs> But that was an interesting... Maybe that whole scenario is more to show you how the kindness of the other character perhaps, yes. of the, the wife-to-be.
1: And the extreme of her really wanting
0: a child. And the because extreme of her desperation. That? <laughs>
1: I don't want to talk about that. Anyway,
0: anyway, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, love? Love.
1: Oh, okay. Like, this really upset me because obviously, you know, with um, Evan, which yes. is Christine. That's how we have to say his name now. Um, <laughs> McSteeny. <laughs> That she obviously really did love him, but she was just really scared and she was pushing him away because she also, I feel like her love for Olive just overshadowed it.
0: Mm, I I actually got a bit teary in that scene where they'd broken up and she then takes her daughter to get a haircut and the daughter says, you know, the daughter's a bit (sighs) unsure and she says, I don't know if I want to sit in the little cart to have my hair cut like a little kid or whether I'm, you know, ready to be a big kid and sit here and have a grown-up haircut and, and Catherine starts to feel really emotional and everything starts to close in that her child is growing up and, and it's just this big, all these big emotions that she's having in this seemingly sort of normal situation and she calls him and I don't even know what she says. She, I think she just says, I need you. And he literally runs. runs. And in that scene where he's running to her after they've broken up, after all the terrible things said and done, that he runs there and he comes to and just holds her and, and says, "It was." I told them it was a family emergency. like he Uh, wants to be in that family uh, even now i feel like i need to cry about that because that is just so beautiful and then even when he finds out it's just a haircut he's still totally chill about that
1: can i just say (laughs) i'd probably call my husband if we were doing haircuts because that is an awful experience it is traumatic (laughs) it is traumatic
0: uh yeah so I thought that was a really beautiful scene yeah. and that's and that's the thing right that scene happens and you're like wow this person cares so much about this family mm. and so for then for literally the next scene to be that he screams at Olive and says your parents hate each other yeah. and this is all a sham and I'm out of here it doesn't seem and then there's no resolve mm. apart from that she and Olive just walk off into the sunset like and nothing happened have I, a baby She has
1: a baby. That's how it ends. Oh,
0: that's right. I forgot about that. So it turns out she is pregnant to her ex. She is pregnant. She has the baby. So all those syringes worked. Okay. (laughs) That's That's right. All the syringes worked in the end. And she's having a baby and I totally understand her partner being completely upset and blindsided by this terrible situation because remember yeah. she says to him at the wedding, she's like, why are you so upset? I'm just having a baby to my ex-partner who uh-huh. gave me his sperm because I'm like, you know, and then she's like, and I know that when I say it out loud, it sounds terrible, but I hope that you can forgive me anyway. And I get that he then has a breakdown, but the fact that he levels it the way he does it, Olive, just yeah. seems terrible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't and know. how awful is that song that she sings to her daughter,
0: embarrasses her at the wedding?
1: What's the song? She sings a song about her.
0: Her daughter, don't you remember? Oh, vaguely. Maybe we should put it up. We we'll should find put it, it. It's really awkward. What is the song? Can you sing it? No. I'll, I'll give you a beat.
1: No, 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 no. I can't. <laughs> I don't know the words. She just sings something that's just really awkward about her daughter. I don't know, like
0: puberty or something. Oh, no. <laughs> Blanked it out from trauma. Yes. So it's time for the You've Got To Got To segment. It's where we tell you something that we think you've got to, got to be doing, whether it's reading, watching, eating. I think that's all of the different ones. (laughs) And today I'm going to say you've got to, got to watch Succession. Tell us why. Okay. It's very dark, and that wouldn't usually be my preference, but the show is about this these four kids whose father is a media mogul. He's really he's some sort of billionaire um, in New York. And he's elderly, he's in his 80s and he's unwell. He's had a stroke. And it starts with that whole scenario and all the kids working out or vying for who is going to take over his fortune and who's going to take over this empire. And he's a very harsh man. He says terrible things to his four adult kids and really constantly attacks their confidence. And you can just see that because of the way that he is, that impacts all of the different kinds of fragmented people that they are. So yeah, there's Kendall, who's one of the sons who really wants to take over the company. Uh, There's a daughter, Sarah, who's played by Sarah Snook, who's an Aussie, and she's awesome. She plays a really good character. Um, Kieran Culkin who's Macaulay Culkin's little brother. He plays, like, the slime ball one. Um, and there's another one, the older brother, who I think was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, he's really – he plays, like, the comedic older brother who doesn't really care about the fortune. But it's really good. It's worth watching. Um, and I don't – I've got – I've, like, got through two seasons, kind of. Um, I'm not sure how many seasons there are, but check it out, Succession. What about you?
1: Okay. So you've gone a bit dark. I'm going to go light and fluffy this All right, time. thanks. With the marvellous Mrs. Maisel. Have you seen that yet? No. <sighs> But I so, do know
0: that the fashion is good.
1: Okay, yes. So it's on Amazon Prime. It is set in the 1950s where we've got Midge Maisel, and you know, she's got that life that everyone sort of thinks that they want in the 1950s the husband, the two kids, the um, New York apartment. But then it all sort of comes crashing down when her world explodes, and she tries her luck at the comedic scene. So she wants to be the, like a a female c- comedian.
0: Uh, Which I'm guessing is rare in that time. Oh, well,
1: very rare in that time. But not only is she a female comedian, she's very progressive in that she's like, you know, saying a lot of F-words and um, talking about sex and just things that women didn't talk about in the 1950s. That mm-hmm. it was, you know, she gets arrested for a lot of the things that she actually says. So it's very controversial in that way. But what I love about it is that it's created by the same um, creators as Gilmore Girls. So <gasps> the dialogue is like really snappy and witty and sharp and... And I just love it.
0: Yeah, oh, that sounds really good. Thank you so much for listening. We are Holly and Leah, the Add to List Ladies.
1: And come join us in our Facebook group, Add to List Ladies, the group. How original. Okay, see, see you then. Thanks for listening. For more reviews, you can follow us on Insta at Add to List Ladies. And if you like this episode, leave us a review or share it with a friend.